Aloha. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. I'm Cindy, and here's Kathy. Hi, Tyler. Hi. I'm How so, are you? I'm so glad you're calling in, Tyler. Uh, yes. Tyler's with Colette, and they do... Is it really true, Tyler, that Colette's been around for 100 years doing travel arrangements? Yeah, this is actually our centennial anniversary this year. So we started in 1918 and still in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and it's still family-owned and operated for the 100 years. I, I wonder what travel was like back in 1918. That must have been amazing. Did they ever save any pictures or stories about it? They do, and actually I heard a recent one that one of the very first trips they offered was a 21-day trip, uh, a more of a regional one from the New England area down to Florida, so seven days down. They did seven days in Florida, seven days back, so 21 days in all for about $60 round trip. <laughs> was, what, what was that by, 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 was it by ocean or train or what was it? What was the transportation? It was, it was by um, a motor coach, but they were smaller back then. They were uh, these small um, kind of travel buses. And wow. So it almost looks like a hybrid between what we think of as a motor coach now and a trolley car, uh, almost that size. So what do you think, because so many companies have come and gone, very few make it 100 years, what do you think the secret to Colette's travel that makes it so successful and that's kept it around all these years? For me, it's always been about the Solzman family, who is the owners of Colette. They they truly care about providing an experience when you travel. One of the things they're always doing is looking at traveler reviews and traveler feedback so that way we can constantly improve our programs and really allow our travelers and guests to experience the destination and not just see it and that's a huge part for our programs is really our our guest centricity around everything we do from preparing the programs to the on-tour experience. Well, I, I know that when I go and, and see what you're up to, it's pretty amazing that you have uh, pretty much all the bases covered. I mean, you really offer a huge variety of travels, and you work beautifully with people like Kathy and travel agents um, to make sure that everyone gets what they need. And, and I, it's, you go do everything from faith-based um, offerings to small groups to um, a lot of great places. I mean, you have a huge amount of places that you have tours to. Yeah, we have a, a now about 165 programs to nearly 60 countries and all seven continents. So they've really built up the offerings quite a bit. And one of the, the big goals when we create new product is to try to offer a lot of variety as well, mm-hmm. different lengths of trips, different city combinations, and then have that revolved around kind of the, the main focuses for the on-tour experience, having more multiple night stays, more included. So they mm-hmm. really do try to offer a variety of programs with several common inclusive factors to give that, that consistent quality from program to program. Well, I can get that. And Kathy and I have talked about the fact that you're respected, you know, the fact, you know, that we were arranging this whole 
Portugal trip because Kathy knows you and you know Kathy. And, and that isn't always possible because, you know, here on the islands, it's kind of hard to have any kind of deep, any relationship. I mean, with some of the river cruises, we will have people come out. Was well, about maybe two times or three times a year they'll come visit. Mm-hmm. But it's we often get forgotten out of here. There's, He's going to come in August, right, Tyler? Are you coming yeah, here in August? I'm, I'm going to be there in August. Um, so I'm excited to meet everyone in person. I know I've met Kathy as well. I know for us. Uh, we, Relationships is a big part. Being a family-owned business, you know, it's always important to you know, have that that in-person connection to make sure that we're providing the best support. So, so tell me now, because you really do have a wide variety of different ways that people want to travel, and I notice some things that, that that Kathy knows as well. That when people do some of these tours, a lot of people, I guess baby boomers and some others, want to have some of the basic things taken care of. In other words, they want to know. That they've got a good hotel, and I've noticed that you try to make sure that people have nice hotels to stay in, right? Yes, all of our hotels are going to be four-star superior properties. So the way I always describe it, if you were to look at them on places like TripAdvisor or any other hotel review site, which we all do, you're going to be looking at four to four-and-a-half-star ratings across the board. And you know, there are the occasional five-star properties on the trips, with the majority of them being in that four and a four and a half star experience. Well, there was one that I I, I saw and I, I still may go on it. Um, actually, I went a couple of years to go to Ireland, and um, I, I you know I noticed you had one that goes to the castles in Ireland. And I thought, well, that's a little above four star because some of the places I'd stayed at, uh, uh, you know, Drummoland, Drummoland, uh, yep. yeah, and that's definitely five star. <laughs> yeah, uh, we when we go to Ireland, you know, we know from our experience that you know seeing castles is great staying in castles is amazing Mm -hmm. and so on all of our programs to ireland there's at least one castle stay and the tour that you're uh, talking about we have a program called elegant ireland that has all five-star castles and country estates to give somebody that true once-in-a-lifetime experience yeah and and the good thing is the way it works is People know Kathy and Captivating Journey, so when they call Kathy and say, listen, you know, I'm interested in going here, then Kathy knows what you have available, and then she can work with you to really create the, the right choice because, truthfully, um, your brochure, there's, there's hundreds of choices. There's lots of choices, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, there's our normal tours that have an average of about 35 passengers on them, our small group excursions that have an average of about 16 and a maximum of 20 on those. And then we have our different variations from the faith journeys that you had mentioned previously, our river cruises and our single hotel stays. So, yeah, there is a lot of variety to cover the world. What What's some of the hottest places that you're seeing your travel agents request um, at this time that people are really wanting to go to? So Italy and Ireland are always popular those are kind of your staple destinations everyone loves going to them some of the other ones that have been really catching a lot of steam right now and doing well iceland is a huge destination mm. for us it's up about 1200 percent wow from last year <laughs> Whoa, I, a year unbelievable 700 percent is that because of the airline cost being so reasonable uh, it's actually because of a couple of things. One, the Northern Lights definitely caught some people's attention after seeing those. 
Another one, it has been used as the setting for a lot of different movies mm. and TV shows mm -hmm. from a lot of the Marvel movies to Game of Thrones and a couple of others. And then the third big one, people are always looking for destinations that are perceived to be safe. Iceland is at the top of all those lists. Interesting. So that's, Interesting. You know, that's a big one. We've been calling it the big, the big three eyes, so Italy, Iceland, and Ireland. Mm. Ah, I never would have put that together. That's interesting. But but there are a lot of people that do like, is it Icelandic Air? What's the name of that company? Yep, One Icelandic company? Air yeah. is a very popular airline that goes in there. And a lot of people like their service, so they, they have excellent accommodations. And they're reasonable. Pricing. They're very reasonable. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think they were the ones that where you could go and stay a night free and then go on to places like Ireland and other choices so i mean a lot of people went well gosh why not you can just go spend a night there you know a lot of people just want to check off countries they've gone to sure. it. <laughs> well and it's funny that you say that because another one that you know we've been getting a lot of interest in and why we thought that would be a good one to feature with you was the portugal trip i had the privilege of going to portugal about five years ago for and it was my first experience on one of our programs and I was blown away at how incredible and unique Portugal was. It, it truly is one of those few hidden gems in Europe. Mm -hmm. still, and you can't say that very often. Every part about it was unbelievable from the cuisine to the sightseeing, the historic cities, the, the learning about the culture, the photo shows. It, it was just all around an absolute top destination, still to this day, one of my top three favorite places I've ever visited. And I think it's really interesting because a lot of travelers who are professional travelers <laughs> who just love traveling have probably gone to, I think I've gone to Italy about seven times or eight times. <laughs> well, you know, and then that's, you know, some of that's with cruises because it's become so popular, of course. Um, Rome is like every a Mediterranean trip you take, right? You start in Rome, you know, right. um, and and or end in Rome. But so I mean, I've done that, and of course, I've gone to to France quite a few times, probably about ten times. And then um, I've gone. I love Spain. I've been to Spain at least six times, but I was only in Portugal for one day on a cruise, and I I really um, have learned so much about Portugal, and I just do think ex I totally agree with you one hundred percent. There's so many UNESCO cities, so many m medieval towns, and you don't think of Portugal and medieval towns. And there's even some areas that have the um, Muslim influence the, the, when the Islams came, and there's that beautiful architecture and tile work in some places. So um, it, it, of course, had the influence of being all the navigation uh, happening there in the 1400s and before, um, had a lot of interesting influences happening in Portugal. Yeah, you wouldn't, uh, you know, expect it because, you know, it's not considered one of those, you know, big destinations that we all hear about when you travel Italy and France and Ireland and Spain. Yet it's one of those destinations that has everything those countries have and even some more from there. And uh, recently, Portugal has been winning countless awards at all the European travel awards hmm. because it, it really is one of those destinations that has so much to offer. You mentioned the UNESCO World Heritage Sites, you know, it has just as many UNESCO World Heritage Sites as you're going to find really anywhere else. It's beautiful coastline. The cuisine is unbelievable. Um, and then I absolutely loved some of those towns you know, throughout the countryside, the wine regions, 
And then even the big city like Lisbon, which is one of the oldest European capital cities. So there's a, just a ton of history and a ton of culturally relevant sites throughout the, the country. Yeah, the vineyards and, and all of the wonderful parts of that. And then the cork and the ag. There's got the ag influence, the agriculture is there definitely. And they're definitely the culture and the history. I've been learning a lot about the history. The history is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and then the influence of kings and queens and very, very high-end resort areas along the ocean. Yeah, all of those are really the, the true highlights. Uh, one of my favorite cities was actually this small medieval town called Obidosh, which is this walled city, very fascinating history to it. And the people there were friendly. It was just, you know, it, when you think of vacation, you think of relaxing destinations that have history and great food and great people and places that, you know, make travel fun. That's what comes to mind every time for me now. Yeah, and I think that, I was, you know, you've been saying this, Kathy, that now it's become like a, a new hot spot that people are finally discovering you see a lot of uh, different tours and also cruises. Mm-hmm. That the river are now... cruises are they're very popular, and you have to book those, uh, 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 you know, almost a year out uh, to get what you want. Yeah, and and one of the, you you enjoyed doing uh, going to some of the places. We went to Porto, didn't you? Porto, then? yeah, we did a mm-hmm. river cruise from Porto into the Douro Valley and then back to Porto. Yeah, which is which is lovely, and I have to say I I appreciate all the work you did arranging this uh, trip to Portugal, and we added on um, another. I mean, so many people here on Maui say parts of Portugal look just like parts of uh, Maui, uh, maybe El Valley and different places, and I wasn't aware of that. But they say that you know that there that, that a lot of the people that came over from Portugal felt at home here on the islands, you know. And we have a very large Portuguese community here on Maui, for sure. Um, you know, when I, I looked at it, I went, wow, okay, there's a huge population of people that actually were born um, off the coast, of course, and it's part of Portugal is Madeira. And uh, Madeira is a, sounds like a gorgeous place. Did you ever get over there when you were there? Yes, Madeira is really fascinating. It's one of those islands where you need multiple days just because it has so much to offer and in the main city of Funchal it has the botanic gardens which are beautiful they're actually up on this cliffside so when you're up there you have the beautiful botanic gardens in the foreground and then in the background you have the unbelievable coastline um the the town itself has a lot of history to it and they talked a little bit about the Madeira wines Mm -hmm. and the nickname for those was the wine of the king because throughout history, it was oftentimes the favorite wine. Now, a lot of people hear of Porto for port, and you might have heard Oops, oops. oops, I, just oops I lost that. Sorry, that was my fault. My bad. <laughs> I'll just bring that down here. I was trying to bring the level up, and I, I disconnected Tyler. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> oh, I think he's back. I saw that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. I got you disconnected there. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were talking about the Madeira? Yeah, Madeira. Mm-hmm. Madeira, uh, uh, it's just one of those islands that has a lot to offer, from the Botanic Gardens, which are up on the, the cliffside overlooking Funchal, and you have great views of the coastline there and beautiful Botanic Gardens. And then you know, they have the Madeira Wines, 
which those you know definitely are out there with the Porto, uh, port wines from Porto and Alentejo is another big wine region in Portugal on the mainland. And then you have some of those smaller villages. And one of the things I loved about Madeira, all of the roads are in the interior of the island up on the hillside with all the little seaside towns on the exterior of the island. So as you're driving around, you just have some of the most dramatic and unbelievable views overlooking the coastline. Well, this is the last week. I know a lot of people were still waiting and hadn't decided, but this is the last week for people to call Kathy at 244-1414. That's 244-1414. You also have a link on your site, Captivating Journeys. On your Mm -hmm. website. That's CaptivatingJourneys.com. And I believe your website connects, and people can get right over to Colette and see all the pictures and the itinerary. And all the details. Uh-huh. I, I love the fact, too, a lot of, I noticed you do this, um, Tyler, on many of your uh, your trips as well. You make sure that breakfast is included, which I think is great, because you want to start with a nice big breakfast, and then you can just uh, kind of get the energy going for the day and walk it off, right? Yeah, we actually, we have 10% more meals included from the start than really all other four-star tour operators. So that consists of all the breakfast, and then also most of the dinners are going to be included as well. And when we go to those dinners, they're not at the hotels. We try to get out into these local restaurants, three- to four-course meals, regional wines included, lots of choice. We do a couple of different photo shows, which is their traditional entertainment paired with the dinners. So a lot of really fun, unique dinners to showcase the region through the culinary setting as well. And that's really important, too. You know, maybe it wasn't 15, 20 years ago, but now the food is part of your travel experience. I notice on some of these TV travel shows, there's more time spent in restaurants, maybe because people are trying to get free food. But you have every one of these travel shows on TV talking about restaurants as much, if not more, than the rest of the tour parts. Uh, it's an amazing part. I, I know the the way to my heart is through my stomach, and I, I know a lot of people are that way, too. I'll never forget one of the meals we had there. It, it was a five-course meal, and the first course, it was this shrimp dish that was in this lime sauce and I remember finishing it and my first thought was to look around and see if anybody did not have uh, the, the desire to eat it so that way I can see if I could get more just because of how <laughs> delicious the flavors were and uh, unfortunately everybody had also devoured theirs just because of how great it was it was just one of those meals that I'll never forget. Well see isn't that interesting because I've always said that, that when I I'm ready to leave this earth. I am going to remember mostly the places I traveled to. And, um, you know, maybe it'll be a shrimp dish. That, <laughs> but, but you remember some of those experiences with dining and the places. And those, I think, are what enriches our lives and makes our life um, really, I mean, the rewards that really last are the memories and the fun you have and the people you meet, you know, along the way. It's very true, uh, and that kind of goes back to really why we love putting together these trips and going back to your first question, why we've been around for 100 years, is because for us it's all about the experiences. Yeah. And when you travel and when you experience the world, you truly make your dreams a reality, mm-hmm. and that's one of the best ways for you to experience life to the fullest. I totally, totally agree. Well, Tyler, I know how busy you are, and it's a lot later where you are. I really appreciate 
you taking the time to call in and share with us a little of the history and philosophy of Colette. And I know that uh, you do a great job. We look forward to meeting you when you come here in August. You have to promise to come into our our station and do a show with us, okay? Yes, I, I look forward to it as well, and thank you for having me on today. It's been a Thanks, pleasure. Thanks, Tyler. Aloha. Aloha.